Welcome to Tips from the Server Room. This podcast is designed for all you systems admins, network specialists, or the guys and gals out there in the office who handles it all. Sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and enjoy Tips from the Server Room. Hey everybody, welcome back once again to Tips from the Server Room. This is episode number 156, recorded on February the 10th, 2021. I'm your host, Jack. I'm going to help guide you through and back out of the world of systems administration, network administration, and all fields of IT. So today I wanted to bring you a subject, as you know, that I've been educating students now, and in that realm of education, I get to create a lot of different lessons for the students. And I thought I would bring some of these lessons to you guys here on Tips from the Server Room because I feel that it's something that's needed by every administrator out there, every networking person, everybody uh, that touches a computer should know these basic functions. And you may even want to learn a little bit more, so I'm going to go a little bit more in depth with this, but not all in this particular show. I try to keep these to about a half hour and uh, hold on a little sip of coffee here. I try to keep this podcast to a half hour and I'm going to try to explain it to you if you're listening in the car or if you've just got your headphones on, you're sitting at your desk, at least you'll understand uh, what we're doing here. So what I want to talk to you, to you about today is Ubuntu Server and why there's so many people afraid of Linux in general, which I don't quite understand that fear. I think it's because, and I've talked to my students a lot about this, and we've discussed this more than once. The basic of computing is, and all computers, when you're a young person and your parents are going to buy you a computer, say, for Christmas. Let's just say, or Santa Claus is going to bring you a computer, depending on how old you are, right? But anyway, what happens is, and so many people call me every every year around Christmas, says, hey, um, uh, you know, Jack, what should I buy for my, my son or daughter? They're uh, 9 or 10, you know, what, what kind of computer should I buy them? So I point them in a the direction of a computer, you know, a nice laptop or maybe a, a decent desktop with a nice monitor system. And what happens is so many times over and over and over, they turn right around and they go and buy a Black Friday deal, right? Uh, they buy some laptop called a, uh, a Zuzumi uh, or a, uh, a Janami. Um, names you never hear, uh, or they buy these laptops from Acer, uh, not so much Dell. Dell never really does it. I've seen Acer do it before. Uh, HP normally will do this. HP had a laptop some years ago called a streaming laptop. I don't know if you guys seen this. They still sell it today. And it has 32, um, 32 gigs of onboard storage. That's it, right? Because they want you to use all the online stuff either google stuff uh, google drive or OneDrive, or something to that effect so what happens is these parents buy these kids these laptops and they're always a windows based laptop that's why i think everybody is so ingrained into doing windows windows microsoft windows that's all people do anymore is windows and as you're growing up and going to college they call me again they say hey jack what should i buy my son or daughter for college and 
I generally ask them, I said, look, do you want this laptop to last four or eight years if they're working on their master's or 10 years if they're working on their doctorate? Or, you know, is it something you want to rebuy every year? Oh, no, no, Jack, I want to buy something really, really good. So I point him into the direction of the hardware again. Uh, Dell, Dell makes excellent computers, excellent laptops. Um, I point him into that line. And I usually try to even point him into the business line just because to me, it's it's a it's a better computer. It's standardized parts in their business line computers, more so than the Inspirons, right? Uh, the Inspiron laptop is a nice laptop. Don't get me wrong, but it's very consumer grade. So if you buy a business laptop, you know, and you're going to spend a thousand dollars, oh, Jack, that's a lot of money. Well, yeah, it is. Or I tell them they can go and they can buy a Mac. There's nothing wrong with a Mac laptop. But here's the problem with the Mac is, well, my son or daughter probably won't know how to use that. That's okay. So if you can click an icon, obviously, if you can click an icon, you can use a Mac. You can use Linux computer. You can use anything. But I think that's why it's ingrained in our brain. And I was the same way. Trust me. When I got my first IT job and I walked through the front door, um, they said, do you know no, uh, Novell, Novell Server? And I said, absolutely not. I mean, I had never even seen Novell at that point. And they said, oh, don't worry, you know enough about Windows and, and all that stuff. And uh, and I wrote up a plan for this company I was working for to say, look, once I get or if I am hired, this is what I would like to do. And I was converting everything over to Windows servers. I was doing a complete migration uh, and getting them away from the Novell network servers. But I took the job. They gave me the job anyway. And they said, here's a book. Here's a book on Novell. That's, that's all I need. All I need is a book because... Once you learn a command structure or you learn how to build directories, and Novell is really good at uh, file sharing, and it was also very good at authentication. So once I got the whole idea of that and was able to take the book and sit down and start looking at this book going, okay, well, I know what I have to do. I have to create a file share. I have to share it amongst these couple people, and I have to create some new user accounts. So it was relatively simple to figure out. And also with that, sorry about the phone there, also with that is what tends to happen more or not uh, with a lot of people to understand that Microsoft actually bought their Active Directory technology from Novell Networks. They licensed it. So I knew that the uh, directory structure couldn't be that much different. So I went on and, and I did that job. But what I'm saying today is the reason we're so ingrained to Windows is because maybe that's all you've seen. You have to get outside of that comfort zone, outside of that normal realm, and you have to be able to uh, put yourself into some of these other fields. Teaching my students Linux, and uh, you know they had some of this a few years ago, because remember now, I got uh, advanced students. So I got third and fourth year students. So they've been in the program for two years to do basic computer and basic structures, and they've seen Linux. They've installed Linux desktop, but they never really worked with Linux. And that's the core we're doing now. We're working with Linux and understanding it, getting uh, very comfortable with uh, Linux in general. So what I wanted to talk to you first about was, obviously, uh, let's go to the desktop here. We'll see here that I have a Linux server running for you on, on the podcast. If you want to see this, if you go to my YouTube channel, 42Technoman, the number 4, the number 2, Technoman, you will actually see... Uh, the desktop that I'm working on. But if not, I'll talk you through this the best I can. 
So I am running this on a virtual machine uh, for all, uh, all uh, transparency purposes. It is a virtual machine running because I wanted to build a new Ubuntu server. This is 20.10, and I didn't want it to have anything on it. Um, I have servers running right now that have stuff on those. So I wanted to be able to build this server so we can build it out, and we'll build it out together over a course of videos. So what we're going to do today, first of all, here at the command prompt, and this is all you get on Ubuntu Server, and this freaks people out, right? Just like loading Windows Server, if you load, load up Windows Server 2019 Core Edition, that's all you get is the command prompt, and it, it messes with people's heads. They're like, well, I can't run this because I can't click on things. But once you learn some basic commands, it's so easy, and it, you know it's relatively simple to get through it. And I tell my kids, if you program anything like routers and switches, the Cisco equipment also has a CLI, command line interface. I teach my students all command line interface. I don't teach them point and click. Because I figure if they get into a situation they have to use point and click, they'll know the understanding of the command line interface and know the commands in their heads. I do the same thing with, uh, with Ubuntu server, obviously. You know, you can load server with a desktop environment. But to me, that's a lot more overhead and it's a lot more cloudiness of your server where you don't have to have anything running but a command prompt. So I think that's just wonderful, right? If we go out of this command prompt, let's see here. Yep, let me click in there first and uh, there we go. So if you walk up to your servers, this is all you see is a login prompt. And most people walk in your server room, they, they won't even know what to do with this. But we're going to log into this. All right, so we logged into it. Right on the front page, as soon as I log in, it tells me the total system load is nothing, zero, zero. Uh, usage of, and I got a 30 gig drive running, obviously it's a virtual drive. 15.3 um, that's being used right now. Memory usage is 15%. Swap usage is zero, okay? Um, users logged in right now is none. Processes running is 125 processes running. And it gives me the IP address, which is an internal address. It also tells me nine updates can be installed immediately. All right. And it tells you how to run the updates. Update list upgradable. Okay. You can run apt list upgradable. So it gives you a lot of information as soon as you log into your uh, Ubuntu server. But what we're going to do first is we're just going to use one simple command here, and it's clear. C-L-E-A-R. Clear. That will clear the screen. Get all that off of there and just get to a command prompt so we can work very cleanly on our uh, Ubuntu server. Again, if you're scared of Linux, just stick around. Don't say, oh, this is a Linux podcast. Stupid, I got to go. Stick around because I'm going to get you more interested in it. I am. I think that's the big thing. I'm going to push it and get you more interested in running a Linux server. I think I told you a few shows ago, maybe even 10 shows ago by now, but I worked for a marketing research firm. I got hired in, and when I got hired, the first thing I do is I, I want to go and I want to start digging around, right, to find out all your servers and computers and find out everything you have, get a full inventory. Uh, I call that my discovery phase, and I'll do that within the first week of getting hired at a new company depending on how much equipment they have, obviously, but just to get familiar with their IP structures, their networking, uh, if they have any VLANs running, uh, what servers they have running. When I walked in, I didn't realize they had six 
CentOS, which is CentOS, which is Linux servers running. And three of those were running on AWS, on a cloud-based server. So now I had to manage something that I've never used CentOS or CentOS, however you want to say it. But I have ran Linux computers, which it's just a little different. Uh, like on the installs, you use yum instead of app git. So it's just a little different. But overall, I was able to manage those servers. And I did have to do some reading. It wasn't I just walked in and started typing commands. and I knew exactly what to do because it was a different operating system. So the next thing we're going to do here just to walk through and keep this podcast moving on here is whenever you sit down at your server, and if you haven't sat in front of it for a while, and we can set scripts up, and I'll, I'll write some scripts maybe later on another show, to do automatic updating, automatic upgrading. But right now, we're just going to update the packages on our system. So to do that, type in sudo, or sudo, sudo, S-U-D-O, apt, space, update. Okay, and hit enter. Put your super secret password in. And hit enter. And what that's doing, it's pulling all any package out there. You can see like Groove, Backports, uh, whatever packages might be out there, uh, it's pulling down. So uh, anything that you might have out there that you that you have to pull down. All right. The next thing it says to do is run app list upgradable to see them. Okay. So if you want to see those 82 packages that can be upgraded, you can run that. You can actually see the packages. Uh, to see that, let's just see what it looks like here. It says app list space dash dash upgrade a bull. Enter. So these are the packages that just pulled down to upgrade. Okay, this is everything in here. Python 3, uh, you see some uh, a sudo, actually. Uh, you see that in there. Uh, system, system D for time. Tar for, for uh, uh, zipping and unzipping. So, yeah, it shows you them all in there, what it's going to update or upgrade. So, the next thing you got to type in is sudo space apt space upgrade. Hit enter. It's going to say, uh, do you want to continue, yes or no? Well, yes, we do. Hit enter. What that's doing, it's upgrading now. So, update pulls down the updated packages and what you might need on your system. Upgrade will upgrade those packages that's on your system. So that's the two commands you need to remember to update your Linux system. You can see here it's very straightforward. It's downloading them. Again, make sure you have an, obviously an internet connection, which you should have with your servers, right? And uh, it's pulling down the progress of the, uh, of the packages there. So again, don't be afraid. And the best way to learn Linux server is to load up some virtual machines in your house. Uh, we use in class we use Oracle's VirtualBox uh, for the students. It's free, works very well. <coughs> we can load up tons of virtual machines, which we have uh, on their desktop computers in the classroom, and it's just a very easy way to play with different operating systems and not destroying anything or hurting anything. But but the students are getting to the point now where they're saying, hey, uh, you know, can we go and we're going to set up some actual servers. So we bought two brand new Dell uh, servers and we're going to be loading those up 
as well as doing some cloud-based uh, work. The thing that is really interesting with the cloud-based, like AWS I told you I've used, uh, right now I have a server running on oneandone.com, um, a Ubuntu uh, server, is once you terminal into that server, SSH into it, it's exactly the same as what we're doing right here. So what you are learning in a virtual machine is the same thing you're going to be doing in a production machine. And you'll be able to do all this very easily because you've practiced. It's just repetition and practice. Sometimes my students will laugh because I'll type a command. It'll be the wrong command or, or something would happen. And they'll, uh, they'll laugh and I'll, I'll say, look, you, you don't always get it right. You could type a command wrong and something can go crazy, right? But uh, for the most part, we're really good. I have them take a lot of notes. I would suggest for you to notate these commands as you're doing these commands. And... Uh, Keep that notebook with you, or I use Evernote. I've been using Evernote since it was uh, created, which was a long time ago. Um, you can use OneNote, or on Google, you can use something called uh, Google Keep. But keep those notes somewhere, because those commands, you're going to use them again, and again, and again. You're always going to use those commands. So it's something that you want to make sure that you're uh, constantly working on. For some reason, my audio stopped over here. What is going on? Uh, let's see what's going on over here. Well, that's not good. I guess I'll have to pull it from my video for the podcast. All right, so we have everything updated. Uh, everything is completely upgraded now, and everything is ready to run. So now what we're going to type here is clear again, just to clear our screen, just to make it like a... I always think of this as just an empty workspace. I want it to be clean. I want to show you one command that's going to help you over the years. Okay, The one command is called top. T-O-P. Hit enter. Alright, this is top. So top shows you all of your running processes. And it puts them in a nice order. It shows you what user is running them. The priority that's prioritizing them. How much memory it's using for each process. And the time it's running and the command that's running. Okay. Now, if I get out of here and clear, there's a better program for this. And I don't know who wrote it. It's open source. It's free. You, you can use it whenever. You'll have to install it, though. Now, I already have it on here. But to install it, do a sudo or a sudo apt install htop. Okay, you see I already have it installed, so mine's already set up. It's already there. But HTOP will let you do this. HTOP. You can see it's a beautiful colored graphic interface. It has a bunch of things on the bottom you can do with it. Uh, the search feature is, is amazing. I use the search feature. If you're trying to drill down into your server and find out what's running, uh, what separate process and how many threads it's using of your processor, that's where it's nice to search, uh, search, search, search by. You can filter. If you want to filter something out, you could definitely filter them out. Uh, but it's just a really nice way to see all of your tasks that are currently running. Uh, it's very easy to see that. So again, that's HTOP. So there's TOP, which is just a regular uh, interface. HTOP gives it all the beautiful colors, and it's really easy to use. If I hit my function key, uh, let's see where it says here. Um, let's do a function f4. 
so I can filter based on something. We're going to filter based on uh, my uh, squeld. So MYSQLD. MYSQLD. And you can see I just filtered everything out. So I just filtered just those processes so I can see how many threads are running and, and what they're running against. Okay. To clear it, I just hit escape. I can get back out of it. So it's very powerful and it's very easy to use. To quit, I just hit function F10 on my keyboard. I clear the screen again and I'm back just to my command prompt. So it's just that easy to update your Ubuntu server. It's that easy to see what processes are running on your server. So I wanted to throw this out there today to you. Um, you know, the biggest thing I could tell you, the biggest takeaway is to never lock yourself into one thing. And what I mean by one thing is don't ever become a server administrator. Um, don't ever just become a Linux administrator. Don't ever just become a networking administrator. You want to be an, a well-rounded uh, technologist. So you have to know, uh, you know, pieces of everything. Now, you can specialize. You can say, I specialize in Linux servers, or I specialize in Windows Active Directory. You can, by all means, say you specialize in something, and I think that's that's wonderful to do that. And, uh, you know, put 60% or 70% of your time into that specialization that you want to do. Um, I know people that love networking. I love networking. I think programming Cisco networks and being able to uh, interconnect uh, intra do uh, inter-VLANing through a router and a switch and be able to talk to all these different uh, subnets, that just blows me away. I think it's the greatest thing in the world that we have that knowledge to make things work. And I can tell you one thing over the course of my lifetime that I found out is that nobody knows what we do. They think they know what we do. Um, I worked for one person one time that said, well, I know Microsoft Office, so I know everything you do. We don't even need you here. We could we could let you go, and I could run the whole network and the servers and everything because I know Microsoft Office, and I could put tables on, on, on an Office document. Well, good luck to you, and uh, you know I hope you're doing well because I know that they're not. Uh, I know people complain all the time at that particular company that says, you know, and what they did was they, they got rid of all their computer people. They're all gone, uh, and um, they thought it was an expense that you, you know, didn't need. And even when I worked at the marketing firm, I told them there after I was working with their technology for a year and finding out everything that was going on and rebuilding their technology, I said, look, really, it's a technology company that happens to do marketing research because without the technology, you can't perform your job. And most businesses are that way. Healthcare is that way. Uh, the automotive industry is getting that way. Um, everything ha is centralized around the computer and the database. So later on in these uh, shows, in the Tips from the Server Room, I'll teach you a little bit about databasing. I'm teaching my students right now. And, um, you know, we're learning uh, MyraDB is what we're using as, as the database backend on a Ubuntu server uh, because it's got low overhead and it's very fast, very easy to work with, and very fast to query against. So these are the things that we've been working on in class. I know some of you said, you know, you've been emailing me and said, hey, Jack, you know, we like your stories. We like, uh, you know, where you're coming from uh, to put it out there to you. The other thing I would tell you to do is when you're looking for a facet of servers to get into or a facet of computing or whatever that looks like is to go on Indeed.com and start looking at the jobs. 
because you have to know like if you want to be a basic service tech and you want to make 30 to 40,000 or 20 to 30,000 a year and that's fine you could do that you could become a basic service tech you know if you want to make the 110 to 200,000 dollars a year be a Linux server administrator you know so and I'm not telling you to do what you do for money I'm telling you do what put the time in to learn something that's going to benefit you in the end that's what I'm basically telling you so all right, so I hope you got something out of this. I hope everything uh, is going well here in the new year of 2021. Um, I know the job market, job industry is, is up and down. Technology people are really, really in high need. But the problem is, like I told you earlier, is companies don't see that need. Companies feel if I buy 40 new computers, I don't need anybody to take care of them because they're brand new. Uh, there's always something going to go wrong always something going to go wrong that they need people like us to sit there and fix it uh, a buddy of mine once said that a technologist is no more than an insurance policy that happens to reside in your building and i think that is the most best way of describing what we do we're an insurance policy if something breaks we're there just like companies have maintenance guys if a light bulb goes out if a ballast breaks if a switch blows off a wall the maintenance guy's there to fix it and they need us too so they just don't want to admit it or pay you. So be careful of that too. All right, but thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tips from the Serve Room, number 156. If you'd like to see the hands-on demonstrations, if you're not clear enough from the audio, please go over to 42Technoman. That's 42Technoman. And then you can see uh, the actual working on the uh, Ubuntu Server 20.10. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Until next time, keep those servers running and keep those viruses free. We'll see you. Bye-bye for now. You just listened to Tips from the Server Room with your host, Jack. If you have any questions, please drop me a comment at tipsfromtheserverroom.com. Thanks again for tuning in and downloading the shows. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the remainder of the music. We'll see you next week on Tips from the Server Room. So long. <laughs>